Welcome to Pod Full of Magic. I'm Nicole. I'm Kelly. And I'm Stacy. And we're three moms breaking down Disney destinations, universal, and cruise line travel tips to help put more magic into your family's vacation. All right. So today we are switching gears a little bit. We're going to kind of leave Disney behind. And we're going to talk a little bit about Universal. Love me some Universal. I know. This is super exciting. Um, Unfortunately, not all of our pod members could be here to record right now. Nicole, we're sorry that you're not here. We can't wait to have you back for our next episode. But we are moving on. We are going to keep pumping out this content. And um, yeah, we'll all be back together for the next episode um thankfully so that's good but today is about universal and we're going to be talking about one of the most popular questions that i get i know you get the same question too stace is i do where can we see and do all the harry potter stuff yeah <laughs> it's i i get this quite often and a lot of the time i get people who are mixing up the two part like mixing up yes. universal and disney exactly so I think this episode is very, very much in need. I agree. I agree. Because, yeah, like you said, they mix up Universal and Disney. They think Harry Potter's at Disney World. Or they don't realize there's actually a lot of things to know if you want the full HP experience at Universal. So we're going to lay it all out for you today. If you're a Harry Potter fan, you better buckle up. Better grab your butterbeer. Put your robe oh. on. <laughs> I I have to admit, Kelly. Um, so I'm a massive, like massive Harry Potter fan. Are you really? Uh, I had no yeah. idea. <laughs> <laughs> I like I am to the point. Um, so I'm as I've said before, I'm a kindergarten teacher, and my teaching partner and I. So in Ontario, we have a teacher and an ECE, so an early childhood educator in the classroom for kindergarten. And her and I both are huge Harry Potter fans. <clears throat> Excuse me. And our classroom, while we don't watch or talk about Harry Potter in our classroom, because, you know, they're a little young in kindergarten. Of course. We actually theme our classroom around Harry Potter. Oh, so that's so cool. <laughs> the kids are all sorted into houses. So we take the first probably about three weeks of school to get to know them and their personalities. And then we sort them into their house. Oh, my God. So it is so much fun last year and each year we we sort them a different way so last year we had their names on paper and then invisible ink um to show what house they were in and we held it over our magic lamp and they got to see what house they were in uh this year though we actually created their hogwarts invitations oh my gosh yeah they were beautiful like they're beautiful my goodness so much fun Cool. But to to make you laugh even further, this Uh-oh. is how much this is how much of a di- of a Harry Potter fanatic I am, and I'm actually recording this podcast with you. I'm sitting in my closet because you know Harry lived in the closet under the stairs. Oh my gosh, you're so adorable! <laughs> and I even I even have my own wand with me. Oh sitting my here. <laughs> that that is how much of a Harry oh Potter fanatic I am 
Oh, so. you are so cute. I love that. I mean, I, I am all about uh, being extra like that. I think that's fantastic. Um, when you love something, you love it a lot, right? So that's awesome. Um, I, I am a Harry Potter fan, but I would say you are a more of a Harry Potter fan than I am. <laughs> I'm a little over the Definitely. top. I mean, I read the books not all of them I don't think <gasps> I know I don't really? at all because I'm not a big fan of reading that's the thing I, but yes I, I did read most of the books and I have seen all the movies so I am very familiar with like the IP and a lot of the things that go along with it um Fantastic Beasts I know nothing about me either um yeah not interested but uh yeah but I'm I am very much interested in what Universal has to offer for Harry Potter so it's phenomenal. Yeah. So let's get down to business. So uh, we need to really kind of go over the basics. So if you haven't listened to our uh, guide to planning a universal vacation um, podcast, go back and listen to that real quickly. That might kind of help um, clear some things. But just to quickly remind you, Universal Orlando is made up of three parks. One of them is Volcano Bay, which is their water park. But the other two parks are like the actual theme parks, Islands of Adventure and Universal Studios. So here's the thing that most people don't know is that the Wizarding World is actually split up between both parks. So if you want to get the full Harry Potter experience, you need to have tickets for both parks. And then the other kicker is that um, there's an attraction where you can actually ride the Hogwarts Express train between each park, or I guess from Universal to Islands of Adventure and, and back, the, the experience is actually different um, each direction, but you need to have a park to park ticket in order to ride this attraction. So if you are planning your Universal experience around Harry Potter, you definitely need to take that into consideration when you're purchasing your tickets. Yes, for sure. And I know um, it's such a different experience than going to Disney because especially as a first time um, Disney goer, I don't always recommend park hopper. I, I try to get to know my clients and see if it would be yeah. beneficial, but definitely do the park to park when you go to universal, especially if you're wanting to go because of Harry Potter and really honestly, who is going without Harry Potter in mind? Oh, absolutely. That's especially nowadays, like universal is known for their, their Harry Potter stuff. So um, yeah, I completely agree with you in that sense. Um, and so the other thing to know too, is that if you're looking to go to Diagon Alley, so let's say you only have one day or you only have one park ticket choose accordingly so if you want to go to Diagon Alley you want to go to Universal Studios if you're looking to go to Hogsmeade then you're going to find that at Islands of Adventure so keep that in mind when you're playing yes. <laughs> which is really tricky right because oh I don't know if I could choose yeah oh <laughs> I choose. I mean I feel like for me maybe Diagon Alley because I'm more intimately familiar with the like earlier movies and like you know when Harry becomes a wizard and he goes to Diagon Alley and he goes shopping and everything. So I'm like, Oh, you know, that would be something interesting for me, but it has a very, you know, it's very quintessential in the book. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Well, and as we get into things, um, we don't go into too much detail in this episode as to what's in what park so much, but just a quick little overview. Diagon Alley um, is a little more of a shopping area. 
And it's really cool to see. Like, it has Gringotts. So it has the the great big dragon protecting Gringotts that breathes out fire and all that kind of stuff. It has really cool ride in it. Um, but it's more of the shopping experience. Yeah. And then when you go to Hogsmeade, a lot of their shops um, in Hogsmeade are just, like, window shopping. So you can't actually go in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure. Cool. All right. So um, now that we've kind of given a bit of an overview, maybe we'll kind of talk about some of the specifics maybe that you'd want to know uh, when planning what kinds of attractions you want to go on. So the Harry Potter uh, experience has a couple different attractions. So Stace, I'm going to throw this over to you. Perfect. So when you are are walking in to it, so as a, you know, Harry Potter enthusiast, as I've <laughs> as I've casually mentioned, um, <laughs> I when I'm talking with my clients who are also enthusiasts for for the Harry Potter series, I always mention my favorite way to start going, especially as my first visit, is to go to Diagon Alley first because that was Harry the way Harry went. So he gets you know, to London with Hagrid and everything. So when you're walking into Universal Studios, you go past all the other IP that they have, but then you show up and you're in London. If you go um, to the right, you will see, or sorry, if you just look to the right, it's going to be like townhouses and everything that you would see in London. And then to the left, you see um, you see King's Cross Station. So the train station there. And it looks just like in England. Like I've, I have actually gone there. Um <laughs> in England (laughs) and it looks just like it so it's fantastic but directly in the middle is the a brick wall it's just unassuming nothing spectacular like a lot of people walk by not even realizing it kind of thing but again as a Harry Potter fanatic you know exactly what it is and when you walk up to it um you can hear if you are quiet walking in you go kind of around it um, you hear the bricks moving just like when Hagrid tapped his wand on the wall and it moved all the bricks and you walk in and you just like I seriously have tears rolling down my face Aww. every time I walk in because you are in the book you yeah. are in the movie like it is phenomenal the, the theming that they have is just astounding and so I always like to start it there and of course um in we'll just I guess we can just stay right with Diagon Alley here Mm -hmm. so in Diagon Alley the major ride that is there um is escape uh, Harry Potter and the escape from Gringotts and it's still the bank so you go in and it is such a unique experience so you go in and you walk into these, this massive building that is being guarded by a dragon that breathes fire over everybody. <laughs> like you will, you will get stuck in a crowd because you're going to, everybody's going to want to get pictures and videos of the dragon breathing fire. You go in and all you see is marble. Like it is, it is a massive building. Like it is so tall and everything is marble and all of the desks on the sides are run by goblins and they look real. Yeah. (laughs) They look completely real. There's a massive chandelier, a big, huge crystal chandelier right in the middle. And then you walk down the next hallway and it takes you to kind of like their back 
what their back offices would be. And you see pictures of famous banking goblins. You see <laughs> newspapers laid out on desks. And, of course, in typical Harry Potter fashion, the pictures are moving. They don't stay in in the newspaper all the time because, of course, you know, they can't stand around all day in pictures. Oh, absolutely not. Because, <laughs> you know, why would they? Um, you keep <laughs> going and then you come to an elevator. And you will see it's... It is coming up. You'll see it rising. Um, just the dial kind of thing. And it tells you the floors it's coming up and then the levels, I guess, because it's going underground. Um, you get into it. And it's getting into this elevator. It's a great big, huge one. Um, and it's a really cool experience. Mm-hmm. Like, it shakes. It It's the whole nine yards for this. Um, and then, anyways, you go... Um, you have to walk up these winding staircases. There are other elevators for um, for anybody who has accessibility concerns. Um, but then you get on the ride vehicle, which is a mine cart. <laughs> and without giving too much detail, um, you are going to essentially escape Gringotts. So you're in a battle against he who must not be named. And my, you know, my favorite villain on that side is Bellatrix. Um, <laughs> so they're together and you have to escape all these things. And it's, um, it is a 3D sections. So it's not all 3D. You'll wear your 3D glasses. Don't have anything else on your head because they'll go flying off. Your, your 3D glasses might go flying off too because you get knocked around a little bit. Um, but you're in this minecart, and... You know, there's times when something gets latched onto the minecart and you're pulled and you're trying to get away from it. And like, it is the coolest thing. And then it moves you somewhere else to another location. And it's just, it is phenomenal. Like it is a gorgeous, gorgeous ride to walk through the queue. It's such a neat ride to actually just go on and experience. Um, There's one part that every single time I know it's coming and yet I hold my breath like mad. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's so good. And then so that's the major one. And I believe, I want to say, what did you say was the height requirement, Kelly, for that oh, one? Um, hold on. I um, think you said it was 48 yeah. inches? For Escape from Gringotts, 42 inches. Okay, yeah. 42. That's pretty good. Um, now, if you're over in the other side, if you're over at Hogsmeade, uh, the really cool thing about Hogsmeade, when you're looking is, um, depending on which way you come through, if you're coming through from the main entrance of islands of adventure you're going both of the harry potter parks are at the back of of the parks Mm -hmm. so you go all the way through all the different areas um all the different islands (laughs) and then you come to a great big huge archway that is beautiful and it says hogsmeade there and you'll see the train station you'll see hogsmeade station you'll see the conductor oh very quickly total side note back to um diagon alley if you when you go on the hogwarts express there from the london train be sure to go up to the conductors and ask them where uh, platform nine and three quarters are. Oh yeah. (laughs) It is a different experience. Every time you go, like one time they were like nine and three quarters, like you want $9 and three quarters. Like, (laughs) and it was really cool. Sometimes they act like you're out to lunch. Like it's, it's really cool. So, but the conductor on the other side at Hogsmeade obviously knows you're a wizard and knows all this stuff about where you are. So they're fantastic. They're great to talk with. Um, but anyways, the big, most amazing ride ever is over there. And it um, is Hagrid's Motor, Hagrid's Magical Creature Motorbike Adventure. Yeah. Um, I think I got that one right. <laughs> it's long. 
Um, this is the ride. Yes, it gets a long lineup. I wouldn't stand in it for, you know, 200 minutes kind of thing. Mm. Um, however, it is such a good one where you go through right from the start, you're walking in, you know, the backyard of Hagrid's hut and it's around almost this, the, the ride itself, it looks like it's old ruins that you're walking through and you see, and then you get to go inside the ruins and it's just each room is a different part of where Hagrid would store all of his magical creatures. Mm-hmm. Um, then you go through and um, the ride vehicle for this one is a motorbike or a sidecar. Yeah. Both are equally, I find equally good. Yeah. Um, I've almost always rode the motorbike. Uh, but the last trip I was on, I actually got to ride the sidecar as well. And it is so cool, both of them. So on this, what makes this really unique is there are seven launches throughout this ride. That's so, great. yeah, starts, those starts that start you off super fast, um, there's seven of them. And the last one, the seventh launch, takes you from zero to 50 miles per hour in four seconds. Crazy. That's crazy talk. I wonder what yeah. the coaster is. Yeah, I don't know. No. But yeah, it's it's insane. And without telling anybody what this is, there is a huge surprise on this ride that is very unexpected beyond the seven launches. Yeah. So really, really cool. As well in Hogsmeade, <clears throat> excuse me, is, um, oh my gosh, I always call it the wrong name. Forbidden Journey? Yeah. Right? Yep. I always call it, I always call it Journey Through Hogwarts. But it's Forbidden Journey. <laughs> yeah. And I always call it Journey Through Hogwarts because the, the line queue, when you arrive, first you go through, um, oh, why can't I think of the name of it? All the planting. Oh, the, the greenhouse? Yeah. Like yeah. you go through all the greenhouse yeah. and you get to see all the cool plants hanging and that they're working on and everything. And then... You go in and you're in Dumbledore's office and you get to see all around, um, especially the round, the round office. And you see um, Harry and Hermione and uh, Ron show up there and you get to actually journey through Hogwarts. Mm -hmm. And on this ride, you're kind of like gliding as though you're riding a broomstick, maybe. Mm. Um, And you're just you're sitting there. It's almost like it's a very similar ride vehicle to what I. uh, it's, I guess you're hanging like you do in Soren on Disney. Soarin', yeah. Yeah. But it's not, it's not the same because it's taking you off, like it's an actual moving vehicle. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you get to go on the Quidditch pitch. You get to go all the way through Hogwarts. Like it's, it really is a really cool ride. I unfortunately, um, are, I'm at the end of me being able to go on that ride because <laughs> it gives me insane motion sickness. Yeah. So yeah I that would be me too because I like you cannot uh handle a lot of motion knee type things so I haven't that one but I expect when I go in January I will probably be yeah you have to do it (laughs) once you really have to do it once and um I even like I take all the medications that I can I have the patches behind my ear to help me and I have um, I have special bands that actually you saw them in the summer yeah. that I wear and it sends electrodes down um, into my bloodstream or whatever it is. Down. I, yeah, I think that's actually really smart. Like, I definitely understand the science behind it and it totally makes sense. I might invest in them. 
you can borrow mine. If you go when I'm not there, you can, I actually, I actually own two of them because, um, <laughs> I like, I honestly need them that bad and I can do all those things and I'm still crazy sick on this ride. Yeah. So I just, yeah. And I actually, I get now to the point where they'll let you wait at the end, like at the start of the ride kind of thing, which is close to the end. Okay. And, uh, they'll let me go all the way through the line queue with them and then just wait for my family on the other side kind of thing. So I sit there and watch, um, like best, our best friends came with us a couple summers ago and, and he can't, he gets motion sickness too. So, um, he came and sat with me and we just watched people getting off the ride and we're like, Oh, that one felt it. That one didn't have a clue. (laughs) Like it was, it's interesting to watch them. So but definitely worth going through the line. For sure. And definitely worth going on the ride once. Oh, definitely. It's it's so. a one and done maybe for some people. <laughs> yeah. And I've tried several times over the years and I just, I'm now at the point where I'm like, okay, I just can't do it. I love you, Harry Potter. Yeah. I love you, Dumbledore. I love you, Hogwarts. I just can't do it. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But I mean, there are other options, uh, other Harry Potter rides. Well, there's I think there's only one more, right? Where you don't get as sick on it. Right? Yeah. Which is it's Flight of the Hippogriff, which it's a cute ride. Um, not overly exciting. Yeah. Worth worth doing. And it doesn't often have a crazy long line, which is good. And it is definitely worth doing because you get to see some things that you wouldn't see elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So, and and it, it is definitely one that's better for smaller children too. Yeah. Which exactly. is good. Because um, the the minimum height requirement for that one is 36 inches. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, for Hidden Journey and Hagrid's, their minimum height requirement is 48 inches. Yeah. Um, Hagrid's is pretty wild. So yeah. you, would, you would definitely need it. Um, Ryan, just as a side note, Ryan was wearing a boot last year uh, because... <sighs> He, um, a year ago, had torn his Achilles and had emergency surgery on it. And we were going to, <laughs> to um, Universal twice that summer. And so the, our first trip, which was a week after he tore his, his Achilles and right after his surgery, within a couple of days, um, he obviously didn't go on because he had a hard cast and wasn't allowed. Uh, but when we went the following month, um, he was allowed to get on with his boot, but he had to ride the motorbike. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, he couldn't go in the, he wasn't allowed in the sidecar. Yeah. So, but now that being said, he probably would say he would never do that again. Just yeah. Because I think he actually broke part of his boot oh, <laughs> on that. Cause it can be a little bit tight for massive sure, yeah. boots like that. So yeah. Like I think about Tron too, that like they just suction you in there and you're fear. If you, there's no yeah. ride that ride with a cast. I don't see it happening. Yeah. No, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. But definitely are lots of other options of things to experience. For sure. For sure. And actually uh, before we get into that real quick, I did want to mention um, that if for those who are interested in the express pass, um, unfortunately, Hagrid's is not one of those attractions that's included on the Express Pass as of right now. You know, definitely when this is released, that could change down the road. But if you're planning a trip in the near, you know, in the near future, uh, expect that uh, you're going to have to wait in line for Hagrid's. So yes, and a good tip for that, um, very similar to anywhere else in in the parks, is either get there right at opening especially as like and it is a true park where um when you go in the hour early for that park yeah um 
you need to be at the front of the pack. Absolutely. In order to get there. Yeah. Um, otherwise, a good little tip is go about five minutes before closing at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. And it's usually a little bit shorter, but at least you know you're going to get on it because they, they will let you in still. They do say that it's up until the minute before it closes, but I don't like to chance it because I have seen a few times where they've closed them. where our watches might have been a little bit different than theirs you're not on the world clock man yeah (laughs) exactly exactly oh my goodness that would be so frustrating can you imagine you waited to ride hagrid's exactly that's why you know being a a universal resort guest or purchasing your tickets from travel agent has its perks because you do get that early entry into the visiting world um, as a perk for you know having a package so exactly and I often I do often recommend um, not waiting till the end of the night for it because Hagrid's breaks down a lot right and weather too right yeah close if if it's raining or lightning or whatever so yeah Yeah. and if possible if you get it done in the morning and have the opportunity to do it in the evening as well they are two very different experiences riding the in the daylight compared to at nighttime absolutely yeah it is so cool i don't know i i think the nighttime one is my favorite (laughs) but it's neat both ways yeah for sure but i definitely recommend doing it as early as you can in the daytime in order to guarantee you get on yeah definitely or hopefully guarantee yeah absolutely otherwise you know your wait could be two plus hours long yeah exactly so okay anyway all right moving on so we are moving on to entertainment harry potter yes which again like is phenomenal like yeah even though i have always been a self-proclaimed disney world fanatic and when i first started going to universal i wasn't a massive fan of it Mm -hmm. other than harry potter right um so then when we became universal pass holders that is the year that changed me. <laughs> I truly, yeah, like it, I miss it. I miss yeah. it. So we always do, um, we do one kind of theme park each year because for us as Canadians, it doesn't make sense to, to have annual passes for both theme parks. Yeah. Um, you just don't have the time to get down there. And it's expensive. And like, it's bloody expensive. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, we definitely couldn't really afford or I wouldn't allot the money to that anyways. Yeah. Um, but this year with being a Disney pass holder, I'm missing Universal. And when I was Universal, I missed Disney. So it goes both ways. But um, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter is so incredibly themed right down from wherever you walk um, to the bathrooms you go in. Yeah. Like, um, you can actually hear Moaning Myrtle in the bathroom. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like you walk in and you can hear her talking. You can hear her, her water flowing all over. Like it's really cool. <laughs> um, but the shows are just as equally awesome. Yeah. The nice thing I really like about Universal shows at Harry, in the Harry Potter section is they're not really long. Right. Yeah. I don't like going to a show and feeling like okay this is going I have to allot half an hour to this totally yeah and everything like a lot of the time these shows are only like five ten minutes long which are fantastic it gives you a chance to see them and experience them and then move on for sure Um, they're fairly informal too right like they yes yeah very much so it's they're just out so like 
um, Tales of Beetle the Bard and Celestina Warbeck and the Banshees are um, same with the Frog Choir, the Triwizard Tournament, yeah. um, Spirit Rally, sorry. That's all on just stages throughout. Yeah. yeah. So you can walk by them and they're doing it. So um, we haven't, we've walked by a lot. We've stopped by a few of those ones kind of thing in passing. Um, however, we do have a few that we absolutely love. Uh, number one is Ollivander's Wand Show. There's actually two options for that. So there's one in each park. Um, however, it's whatever one you want to go to. One's a little bit bigger than the other. And basically in it, Ollivander, the wand maker, will select one person in the audience. And this is in his store. So it's in the back of his store. Yeah. Um, so you're actually in a space, not, not like the other ones where it's just a stage. Um, and he will select one audience member. There doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason for who he selects. Uh, we've tried multiple times. And <laughs> in typical Ollivander fashion and Harry Potter fashion, the wand chooses the wizard. So in an attempt to find the perfect wand for the audience member, um, mysterious things happen. And you can tell which one is not meant to be their wand. And so it's a whole show. Again, it's only like five minutes long. It's not long at all. And then at the end, um, the audience member has the chance, the opportunity to buy that wand if they want to or not. It's totally up to them. But it's just a neat thing to video and a great experience for everybody. They choose. I've seen them choose adults before, even though there's kids in the crowd. I've seen them choose children. I've seen them choose people who are decked out all in Harry Potter stuff. I've seen them choose somebody who's just in regular clothing. Yeah. So there doesn't seem to be a rhyme or reason. It's just luck of the draw and whoever is picked. Mm -hmm. so, very, very neat experience. For sure. Absolutely. And on that note too, if you do purchase a wand, um, there's a lot of other exciting things you can do with it around. Right? Oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I was waiting for this question. I know. I have been waiting for this one. So throughout both parks in the wizarding world sections of the parks there are spells you can cast so on the ground in the cobblestone pavements or cobblestone streets sorry um there are these little metal they're almost like a gold bronzy color um little images in the ground like little metal things right into the stone Marker. and they will actually be directions in how you need to wave your wand you stand there you wave that in that way um towards the windows or whatever it is you're trying to do and the magic things happen yeah that's so um yeah like there's one where you can open um a chocolate frog case like the really cool box they come in mm -hmm. and there's a massive one in the window yeah. and all of a sudden there's a chocolate frog looking out at you there's another one um where you can make a rain there's another one that you can make a fountain happen there's another one that you can turn lights on if you go down we didn't oh we didn't talk about nocturne alley no you're right. yeah down in at diagon alley right beside the leaky cauldron you can go in um Diagon, or sorry, into Nocturne Alley, which is the dark area for dark wizards. And it is creepy walking down there. Like it is super dark. You get, you totally have that feeling that you shouldn't be there. 
Um, the shop that's in there is phenomenal. It's Borgen and Burks, and it's all these creepy items throughout it. And it's any kind of dark mark stuff. Um, like my husband Ryan has bought a t-shirt there and he loves it because it oh. doesn't it doesn't scream Harry Potter. Like when yeah. he wears it, it's not like somebody's like, Oh my gosh, you're a universal fan or whatever. <laughs> like it's just a really cool he likes the ones that aren't obvious. Yeah. All those shirts. So yeah. um you can see um, you can see these creepy hands there and mysterious creatures and just all these dark objects that you know shouldn't be there. There's different spells you can do down there. Like there's a spot um, in Nocturne Alley where there's these shrunken heads that are singing this creepy song. And when you do, when you wave your wand the certain way kind of thing that it says, it'll actually make them go quiet. <laughs> so um, like you can see the green flashing light which you know then if you're a harry potter fan um they are doing the um forbidden curse right the the unforgivable curse i guess it is so and your wand will also come with a map that tells you where all where to go for all the spells and if you ever have trouble with them some of them are a little trickier there's usually a team member close by who will help you and give you little tips for it good. so good. it's fantastic one other thing to talk about very quickly though um is the nighttime light show yes so it is phenomenal so it's on hogwarts castle so it's over in hogsmeade and it again is it's under six minutes like i have a video of it from a year ago when um when i was taping it and it's under six minutes for it and it's just beautiful like you get to see all kinds of different parts from the movies in it you get to see um you get to see the different houses you get to see some darkness that comes with it and something really cool they change it for christmas uh that you can see then and if you buy the vip um christmas tour package or ticket uh which is actually really reasonable in price um you get exclusive viewing of the hogwarts christmas light show after the park closes um that's really that's really nice value yeah. <laughs> exactly it's pretty neat so <laughs> oh that's awesome yeah so on to restaurants right restaurants yeah so of course if you're a fan you know the popular places to eat um, and Universal has brought those to the wizarding world so um, the first place that you might want to consider is the Leaky Cauldron um, you can find the Leaky Cauldron I believe it's Diagon Alley right yeah. yes as soon as you walk in the brick wall it's on your exact left <laughs> of course it is. yeah that's awesome yes and however then- one thing to know just quickly for location when you walk into out from the brick wall and it's right there, um, sorry, it's left there. Uh, the first door you see is actually the exit. So keep going to the next door. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the other restaurant that you might want to consider visiting is the three broomsticks over at Hogsmeade. Um, and of course the most popular, uh, treat, I would say Harry Potter themed treat that you can get at universal is butterbeer, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, Interestingly enough, you can have butterbeer three different ways, which is pretty awesome. So they have like the regular cold butterbeer, I guess you could say, and it has a sweet foam on the top. You have a frozen butterbeer, which is kind of like a slushy type thing. 
uh, with foam on the top as well. And then you can also have hot butter beer. So you can kind of make it your mission to try all three. Um, and you can find those uh, in the Wizarding World. Um, both of these, uh, both of these, oh my gosh, both of these dining locations have like traditional English fare, which makes sense. Harry Potter's in England. So you can think of things like, you know, shepherd's pie, cottage pie, bangers and mash, um, rotisserie chicken, fish and chips, stuff like that. It's very like English comfort food, I would say. Yes. And just to note, um, the leaky cauldron is much more English fare much more traditional whereas three broomsticks has a little more typical food that we might others might choose who are a little pickier yeah (laughs) definitely and actually speaking of picky eaters not that we're mentioning children but i know my children are picky eaters um something interesting actually which stacy you have this quick tip is that um if you're looking to get butterbeer included in your meal um tip is to order a kid's meal yes kids meal breakfast only yes breakfast is the only one that will come i don't i honestly don't even know if it comes with the adult meal or not um because my family only goes in and orders the kids meal breakfast yeah because we 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 learned that tip from somebody else and we watch other people get their breakfast by the adult one i want to say it's probably about six dollars more for the adult one and there's hardly any difference in the size of your meal. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's almost it like we look at it and we're like, oh my goodness. And it's big. Like yeah. it is big, the kids meal. <laughs> and you get your choice of a drink with it. At least that's when it, when we were there last time it did. Um, and this is a way for you to get butter beer included because it's the only place you can. And if you choose to get the cold or the frozen version, it will be smaller than what you would buy outside in the park, um, mm-hmm. like outside of these restaurants. Um, but if you get the hot version, it, they only have one size of hot. So you will get the regular sized uh, hot version of it. Yeah. And the hot version also comes with the, the sweet foam on top. Yeah, for sure. Got to finish it off with that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Definitely. Um butterbeer is incredibly sweet oh yeah um we make sure you try and it's best if you stir the foam in and we will usually get one to share with at least two people for sure for sure i can't wait to try butterbeer yeah it's good it is very good um it's just incredibly sweet yeah for but sure. again, it transports you into the movie. I know. Like, I feel like, especially like when I would read the description of Butterbeer, I felt like as I'm reading it, like I could taste it in my mouth. Like I have this like vision of what I think Butterbeer should taste like. So when I finally yeah. actually have one, is it going to live up to what I think it oh, is? Oh, it is. Don't it know. is. Yeah. It definitely is. <laughs> our, our one of choice, um, we love the frozen one the best. Yeah. Okay. As you get warmer, it gets sweeter. Oh, okay. Yes. So, like, the hot one, to me, is almost like drinking liquid sugar. Oh, excellent. <laughs> so, I mean, that- the other ones are sweet, but yeah. I don't know. The, the, the frozen one, I guess the cold just takes a little bit of that sweetness away, which well, it is, it is like sugar on sugar on sugar. Yeah, like, I guess if it's frozen, like, there's more water in it, I would think, right? Yeah, exactly. So maybe, maybe, I shouldn't say exactly. I have no idea. 
Well, I I told Josh, Josh is my husband, for those of you who don't know, uh, when we go in January, uh, we're going to do the butterbeer trifecta and we're going to yes. all and that's that's just the way it is. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, what I exactly. <laughs> yeah. But now um, just very quickly um because again we're we really didn't think this was going to be this long but there's so much much. but shopping wise just so everybody is aware you can get harry potter stuff throughout the parks basic stuff kind of thing and Mm -hmm. on city walk however if you want authentic wizarding world stuff you need to go um into the wizarding world section of the parks we have like there's madame malkin's robes there's um sorry it's robes for all occasions so they also have the ball dresses and the ball gowns kind of thing that they had there um there's zonko's there's um weasley's wizarding wheezes the joke shop there's honeyduke sweet shop like all those things and there's a lot of unique things in it so where i find this is very different at universal compared to disney is that at Disney, almost all of the things that you can get in a shop, you can get anywhere within the parks and outside of the parks. Um, whereas Universal, if you find something in a shop in Universal, for the most part, buy it because you're not going to find it in another shop. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, basic things, basic yeah. things. But yeah. yeah, I remember seeing some stuff at City Walk when I was there last time. They had like the big plushes and you could buy robes and wands, but like, and I think they had a small selection of like the Harry Potter candy, like the chocolate frogs and the birdie bots, every flavor, yeah. but like they didn't have, you know, it, it was a small section of the store. So they really didn't have everything. So, yes. and the wands, just as a side note, if you are buying wands outside of the wizarding world, kind of thing on city walk, um, the selection is very minimal. Right. You're right. Yeah. So like my fancy one that I got, which really didn't cost any more money, but the fancy one that I got that told me about the core and everything and what my wood was made out of and all that, um, it is only sold in Ollivanders. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Now you need to tell everybody about the exclusive package you can get yes so i booked this for a few clients actually because i have had some harry potter enthusiast clients um and you can actually do what universal calls an exclusive harry potter package and they just kind of bundle everything together and you kind of get a few extra perks um with your stay at universal when you book this package so i believe at least when i booked it before it was a minimum uh, of a four night stay although when i was checking things out before we recorded um it's being advertised now as a five night stay that might be customizable but you will we'd have to check for sure but anyway just keep that in mind that it is um there is a minimum night stay But this package is great because, one, you get early entry into the Wizarding World, which means you can get on Hagrid's Mm -hmm. um, and you don't have to wait. Well, you might have to wait a little bit, but you won't have to wait two plus hours. So that's fun. The other thing that is included in the package is you get breakfast vouchers for the Leaky Cauldron and three broomsticks. And basically, you can use those vouchers anytime during your stay. You just have to make a reservation for the day that you want to go. And then the other cool thing is that there's a photo studio, they call it Shutter Buttons, and you can actually go into this photo studio 
get dressed up in Harry Potter robes with your friends and your family and create a moving family or friends portrait. And you get this like a keepsake photo album and there's a couple other special things that you get. But it's really cool that you get to make this, you know, Harry Potter memories. So that's super fun. And then the other thing is recently, actually, Universal just changed um, what they include in the package. But before, you used to get sent um, ahead of time a keepsake box. And inside the box, you'd get um, Harry Potter swag. So you'd have luggage tags and lanyards that you could wear while you're at the park. Now, they've just recently announced, I think I saw it like two days ago, they just announced it. That instead of the keepsake box, now you get, um, I guess it's like a voucher or something to get a special ice cream flight from Florian, I can't even say the same, Fortescue, is that how you say it? Florian Fortescue's, yeah, ice cream shop. And you get to choose four different flavors in this flight. And then you also get a special Honeydukes cooler tote. Uh It really is the, you know, exclusive Harry Potter experience. It really adds that extra sprinkle of magic onto your stay at universal so i um i have to i have to ruin your trifecta of oh no (laughs) um i shouldn't say ruin oh is there um, ice cream but i don't know what you would call a quad quad refecta i don't know know. (laughs) um anyways florian fortescue's has butterbeer ice cream oh they do oh and uh, we've done it numerous times where we went into the, uh, we did it at the Leaky Cauldron when it started pouring rain outside. We popped in and we mobile ordered um, some desserts and they have like a a butter beer cream, pot, clotted cream. Oh my yeah. gosh. So there's a few butterbeer things you gotta try oh my gosh wow okay well honestly our bucket list of stuff that we're gonna eat in january when we go is like a mile long i don't yeah. know if we have time for it all but <laughs> or stomach for it all <laughs> yeah or the stomach you're at well yeah. I'm you can eat pretty much exactly well this is almost double what we thought it was going to be so yay <laughs> i know it's a good episode well we might end, who knows we might end up splitting it into two we might have to yeah, we yeah. Might have to, which but is okay we'll it, keep everybody coming back oh totally and I, I think that just goes to show too that like there's a lot involved mm-hmm. in you know access- and we haven't got into detail no, like, we really have. There are so many Easter eggs in here in the whole wizarding world that I would love to share. Um, and then after uh, after February, you and you and Nicole will be able to share a bunch of new things as well. That's true. Um, which I will unfortunately not be going to. But <laughs> um, <laughs> however, I've been lots, so it's okay. That's true. Um, but yeah, well- and just remember, everybody, make sure that if you want to get on Hagrid's get to the park early get extra park hours by booking through us um or a, tra- a travel agent more than one day's ticket though now um right. that was recently uh released I exactly think. and remember that they are one hour ahead and that one hour if you want to be ahead of the crowd you need to be there probably um 45 minutes ahead of that at least yeah because otherwise even if you have early park admission um even if you have that 
if you are not there earlier, you are going to be at the back of the crowd and you will get um, like a two hour wait at least. Absolutely. At least for Hagrid's. And that's even including the um, Harry Potter exclusive package. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Because with everybody else, like everyone, the one hour, you know, before park. So yeah, you are competing with people who bought tickets through agents, resort guests. But it is worth it. Oh my gosh. It's such a good ride. Yeah, for sure. Anyways. Anyway. And that's that. So if you liked uh, this podcast episode and you want to know more, Make sure you follow us uh, and subscribe to us on uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. We have a brand new Facebook page uh, called Pod Full of Magic. And um, if you are enjoying our content, leave us a review. We love to hear. We love to hear from you guys. And so our journey comes to an end, at least for this week. This podcast is brought to you as travel agents with Wind Waves and Wands Vacations at www.windwaveswands.com. Give us a follow wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review. If you have any questions about booking your next magical Disney, Universal, or Cruise Line vacation, email us at podfullofmagic at windwaveswands.com or find us on Instagram at podfullofmagic. That's all for this week. I'm Nicole. I'm Stacey. And I'm Kelly. And you've been listening to Pod Full of Magic.